to the Eagles Call. The Eagles Call covers news, announcements, alumni profiles, and student life at Decatur Heritage Christian Academy. Here's your host, Jeremy Scott. Well, welcome to the Eagles Call. I'm Jeremy Scott. I'm the Dean of Academics and EdTech here at Decatur Heritage Christian Academy. And it's been a good while since we've had a, a podcast to share with you what is going on here at the school. And it's it's funny because it seems like uh, just just yesterday we were doing a podcast about how we were going to reopen the school, and now we're going to be looking ahead to 2021. So semesters, in some respects, has flown by. I know for some of you it seems like it has been an eternity. Uh, it's interesting how time works like that. And so what, on this show today, we're going to do a couple things. Uh, the first thing we're going to do is we are going to... Uh, just talk about what's coming in 2021, maybe some changes that, that could impact you, why we might be considering those changes. Uh, but also, we wanted to share with you uh, what's been going on in our chapel program. I'm going to share with you a segment from that, and then maybe a little fun surprise here at the end of the episode. Uh, but first, let's talk a little bit about what's coming in 2021. Uh, several things. Uh, the first thing is something that, that will impact um, our students and uh, ultimately, it can impact our families at home and, and, of course, how learning is done here at Decatur Heritage. One of the things we've been doing is working on our network, um, our Wi-Fi network here at the school. And uh, there were several issues we had to overcome this semester, but we've been working uh, hard on making the network functional, really building that, that foundation technologically for the school. And I'm happy to report that we're really seeing a lot of good headway we've been able to create uh, basically a student network. Now, what does that mean? Well, essentially what's going to happen in the spring semester is we are going to give um, the high school specifically and then maybe the middle school if things continue to go well. But we're going to give the high school students an opportunity to be able to bring devices to school and use our network. It's a pretty involved process, uh, but they will be receiving what is called the students will be called. Um, they'll be receiving what's called a AUP, an acceptable use policy. It's just a document uh, that basically says, here are our guidelines if you're going to use the internet here at the school, and here's what that looks like. Uh, if you sign, you're agreeing to abide by those rules, and then we're off and running. So here's what you can expect if you're a parent. We will be sending out some communications about what that looks like, uh, what devices could be brought onto campus. It will, again, I want to be clear about this, uh, this year we're not requiring students to bring anything. But there's going to be a lot of opportunities if a student wants to utilize a laptop in the classroom. They will have that opportunity. They will be able to do research. They'll be able to do digital projects. Um, we are not, again, we're not requiring that to happen. But that is a direction we do want the school to go into where eventually we will go one-to-one. -one. And that's a conversation we're still having. Like, what does that look like? What does that mean? Uh, what specifically are we going to be using? So, that's in the future, but we do want to get our feet wet in the spring and just provide some opportunities to do that. So that's one thing looking ahead into 2021. Again, we'll we'll be sending out written, you know, uh, emails and uh, just information that's a little more clear than uh, than me rambling on a podcast. So that that's one thing. The other thing, just for you to be aware of, is and, and this could be I, I'm excited about this, but I do want to in many ways, just bring about a clearer understanding of like where we as administrators, um, as faculty, where we're coming from as we look at next year. So this isn't necessarily spring of 2021. It's more fall 2021, 
uh, spring of 22, but we definitely want to consider our bell schedule. And as we're looking at our bell schedule, um, it's pretty standard. If you're looking at the upper school, it's just first through seventh period. It's, it's pretty much nonstop all day. There's no room for some of the things that we would like to do in our schedule. So with that said, we, we're operating not as there's specific things that we want to have done, but we're definitely looking at principles, um, ideas and concepts that we do want to utilize within a schedule. And I wanted to just take a moment here at the front end of the podcast to just kind of share a little bit as we think about changing the bell schedule. So I will say this, there, there will be a change uh, in the 2021-22 school year. But here's what's guiding our thinking. I think first, what we want to do is we want to provide a schedule that can help the students um, effectively learn. And one of the things that we've noticed as we looked at the schedule is it's sort of at a breakneck pace with few opportunities for students to get help from their teachers beyond the classroom time period. So one of the principles as we're developing a bell schedule is how do we do that? How do we create a schedule where there's time during the week where students can interact with their teachers? And I'm not talking specifically a study hall, um, something a little more involved um, than that. So that's one thing that we're looking at. Another principle uh, that we're really considering is the community itself. Um, we want to develop a opportunity for students, faculty, staff, um, and eventually when COVID sort of dissipates, we want to be able to provide time for community. And so we're looking at the schedule, the bell schedule, trying to figure out, is there a way to bring in periods of time during the day where our upper school students can connect beyond the academics? So that's another thing we're looking at. And as we're developing a bell schedule for the 21-22 school year, that's what we're considering. That's something that's guiding our thinking as we develop that schedule. So with that said, there's there's another thing that's sort of on our plate as we're looking at the bell schedule and how we might want to tweak it and change it for that year, um, the next year coming up. And that is we want to, to develop a schedule that really gives um, an opportunity for faculty development to take place. Uh, we want to provide a schedule where the faculty has time to not only meet with one another and collaborate, but meet with the administrative team. Uh, we even want to carve out a little bit of time where we can like mentor and serve one another in, in our context. And really, uh, there's not a ton of time in our in the day or the week. The bell, the, what the bell schedule is giving us to be able to do those things. We just had a, a faculty meeting recently. And we just simply had to call it really early in the morning and uh, right before uh, the school day started. And, and, and that's just not the most desirable situation for the development of faculty or to be able to disseminate information. Um, yes, you can do that through email, but we, we want a little more hands-on approach. We want to be able to see one another face-to-face -face as we discuss, train, um, collaborate, all those sorts of things. So as we're moving forward, we're really looking at how do we develop a bell schedule that can provide that as well? We want our teachers to just get better every year, and we want to be able to provide them opportunities to do that. But we also want them to be able to collaborate together and work together and dream together and make incredible uh, learning uh, assignments um, through those interactions. So that's, a, that's another thing that's guiding us as we 
consider a bell schedule for that 21-22 school year. And then finally, a, a principle that's sort of guiding us as we develop it is a, um, a real desire to have our students, especially our seniors, to give them opportunities to serve our community. Now, that is a challenge. Um, thankfully, um, Mr. Hall and, and, and myself, we've, we've both been in schools where we've seen this happen, where we've seen that in built into the school day opportunities for students to serve, not just here at the school, but in the community. That might cause us to have a late start one day out of the week to be able to do that. So again, this is not set in stone, but it is something we're definitely considering. We realize the potential impact it could have on families. Uh, and so we're just weighing all of those options. Again, we're in the development stage, but I wanted to share with you, the community, just some of the principles that we are considering as we work on a bell schedule um, and those changes that we really feel, the more we look at it, we really feel they need to be made if we're going to continue to grow, continue to be excellent, uh, continue to, to move forward um, as an institution that provides an excellent Christian education. So uh, those, I just wanted to give you that, just sort of put that on your radar. Here's what that means for you. Uh, we will have moments throughout the spring semester of 21, this year, this school year, spring semester, where, where we will invite conversation, we will present some iterations of a bell schedule. We want to get your feedback, your thoughts, um, questions you have, pushback that you have, but we really want to start to move on this sooner than later. So look for some communications January, February of 21, where we're really reaching out to you to say, hey, here's what this bell schedule could be. Um, give us your feedback, give us your thoughts. Um, here's why we want to do that. So I just wanted to put those things out to you, out to you in terms of technology, in terms of um, a bell schedule change in the upcoming school year. Uh, the technology side of things, again, we'll communicate uh, in writing through email a little more clearer kind of picture of what's going to happen in a little more timeline. But, but I wanted to get this podcast out to you before Christmas break. Uh, just so that you can consider those things um, as we are going into the spring semester. So with all of that said, um, I had the delightful opportunity to sit down with a senior to work on chapel. And, and one of the things that we've been doing this year for chapel that I think is really a cornerstone of a, of a Christian education is you want to provide these, these kind of chapel opportunities to minister to the student population. And, and ultimately, it can be a ministry to... Um, the staff and faculty as well. And I was really fortunate to talk to a senior, Michael Chang. And uh, of course, um, he's had so many wonderful things happen to him uh, to grow him and mature him in his faith. And as I wrestle with like, well, how do we do chapel? Because it's always videoed. We always put that out. Students are watching it individually in the rooms. It's very, there's a very big potential of a disconnect that can happen. And uh, Michael and I, we decided to, to film chapel a little bit differently. And uh, what we did was we just sat down together and had a conversation, uh, very similar to what you would see on a podcast. But but I, I think it might have been helpful for the students to sort of see a different, instead of like a talking head on a screen, to see two people kind of have a conversation about faith, growth, um, Christ, and how we can draw close to him and uh, I really enjoy talking to Michael and how some of the trials that he's faced this year 
has really um, worked on him and refined him and actually has been a catalyst for him to draw closer to the Lord. So here is, um, we're going to take a break, but when we come back, you guys are going to hear uh, that conversation. So we'll be right back after this. Good to see you, hang out, talk a little bit. Uh, it's been quite a semester for you. Um, you've been through a lot. And just in passing, we've just had like little conversations here and there. Just about like what you're learning, what you're thinking about. Um, of course, I teach you in Bible, so we have those interactions. But you just kept saying some things that kept piquing my interest, just like God was doing things in your life or you were learning things. And I thought it would be cool to do a chapel to talk about it. So let's just start off with just some basic questions. Like you've had things happen. Everyone that's watching this, there's things going on in their lives. Things are happening to make them think about God or maybe not think about God, but you're, you are growing. There are things going on. So take a minute and just kind of share like kind of what's on your mind. What are some of the things that you're learning? Yeah. So this semester, of course, like you said, and has been interesting, yeah. but a big overarching theme has just been God and what he's done hmm. because in the passage that I'm going to read out of has really spoke to me hmm. it's in Colossians 3 starting in verse 1 it says if then you have been raised with Christ seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God set your minds on things that are above not on the things that are on earth for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ and God when Christ who is your life appears and you also will appear with them in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these you too once walked when you, were, when you were living in them. But now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. And so... Boom. Like, that's a passage right there. Mm -hmm. So, like, what about it really was striking at you? And Yeah, so, I mean, we've all heard this verse. I mean, we've been at Christian school. Yeah. And so, but to put on the new self is what the title of the chapter is. And I guess before, before this year especially, I didn't realize what that truly meant. Yeah. Like... Before, I just thought, like, a part-time relationship was, with God was fine. Just, like, maybe on some days I'll worry about my relationship. Like, if something good happened in my life, then I'll thank God. Or vice versa, like, something bad happened, then I'll go to Him. And when something good was happening, I just, like, kind of forget. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Like, I think we're always, like, fighting this weird, strange battle of forgetting and remembering like like we forget who we are or we forget who we say we are uh, when it comes to our faith or Christianity um, but there seems to be something really profound about like remembering like remembering who we are is that does that play a part in just your life just that I that battle that tension of like remembering forgetting 
Yeah. Well, definitely that battle of remembering and forgetting. Yeah. I can see it because before, like, I didn't think it really mattered. Mm -hmm. And of course, I still struggle a lot. Like, if you know me, then I've definitely not done the best and most glorifying things ever or said the greatest things. And yet, when I said my thoughts focused on Christ and I put to death, therefore, was earthly, I can actually see a difference in my life. Yeah. And, and God's really spoke to me in that way. Yeah. So. Sort of like the, the elephant in the room is like your knee injury, you know, and just tearing your ACL. I mean, what, like specifically, what was the injury that you received in football? Like what uh, yeah. happened? Well, I went in for a tackle uh-huh. and then I, my ACL on my knee just tore. Yeah. And if you don't know what that is, then it's like you're out for the season. Yeah. So. Yeah. Did that sort of been the big kind of like one of the big moments for you this year? And I guess my question is like, how, how is that moment and like what's happened after it? How is that playing a role just in what you're talking about with Colossians and just like remembering, forgetting and putting on the new self and all that? Yeah. Like, how, how does that relate to all this? Well, when I, at first, when I tore my ACL, of course, I was disappointed. Yeah. Like, obviously. And so my thoughts, I guess, at first did not center around Christ. So I was pretty down about it. And I just felt like hopeless, I guess. I was like, what's the point? I mean, I worked really hard and then it was just all gone. Yeah. And then when I just started to pick up my Bible and just started really listening to what God's spoken to me, like there is an actual change that I saw in my thinking Mm. and there's joy in this is something that's never really happened to me before, and yeah. I've actually seen the joy that's in Christ when I have my thoughts on Him. Wow. Which, so so you had, like, knee injury, and it was, for a little while, it was kind of like about you, 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 yeah. oh no, mm-hmm. football season's over, but then you started to, like, remember, but the way you remembered was you read the Bible, prayed, and then you started to notice... Just like your perspective change was yeah, that kind of what was going on? Interesting. So definitely, I'd say the the knee injury, like in the grand scheme of my life, has definitely helped me, wow. benefited me. Wow. Did you think? <laughs> did you think you would say something like that when it happened? <laughs> I mean, no, probably yeah. not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I guess I wonder, like, for people <laughs> wa- watching Chapel, um, you know. You know, what is the thing that you're, like, dealing with? What's the big hurt in your life? Maybe it is physical. It might be emotional, spiritual. Um, maybe a change in perspective can help you deal with it, just sort of like what Michael's talking about. Um, Michael, like, as you're processing through all that, is there anything else that's, like, really coming to mind that you're like, I would love other people to know this about my experience and what I've learned? Yeah, well... I mean, I kind of touched on this earlier, but it's incredibly hard to focus and center all your thoughts on God and not on yourself. Yeah. That's so hard. In verse, in Psalm 34, 1, it says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Mm. And to praise the Lord in everything, it just seems so impossible sometimes. Yeah. And it's just like, it's not even worth it. Like, mm-hmm. I 
you can you think you can find so much value in other things yeah. outside of God, but I mean the focus on God so hard. But what I'm going from that is that that should not make us not want to think about God more. It yeah. should give us hope. Yeah. It should make us want to obey Him and love Him yeah. and exalt Him in all that we do. Yeah, have you found like um, just as you're thinking about like all the time and like just connecting to the Lord and remembering Him and going to the Bible and, and praying, like for you, have you noticed like a pattern in your daily life? Because I'm sure there's like people watching and going like, well, what does that even look like? You know, day to day, like how do I even do that? For you, have you noticed like a pattern developing? Like, what does that look like for you? Yeah. So, um, like practically you're yeah. talking about yeah yeah uh, yeah so some practical things that have helped me is just i mean we're always on our phones like yeah. if you check our screen time it's probably insane it's, Mine's it's a like insane yeah yeah so <laughs> i guess just putting down your phone not yeah. scrolling through social media yeah. as much and stuff because that just like does stuff yeah in your brain yeah. and also another thing i thought was kind of weird at first when i started doing it just like writing down what i was like thinking about Mm -hmm. it just seemed so odd to like write down my prayers and thoughts but it's really helped me because like when I go back and read them from like let's say a month ago two months ago like pre-knee injury and stuff like that I can see my thinking and I see can see how Mm -hmm. I've grown and how good like God's changed my life through those and so that's helped as well yeah I guess another thing practically that's insanely important in We've touched on this in chapel before, and just like community and the people you surround yourself with, yeah. because, like, I mean, sorry, it's okay. Like, so when you say community and who you surround yourself with, do you have like, like specific people that you're hanging out with? Like, what does that look like for you? Oh yeah, well, inevitably. The people we surround ourselves by make us a part of who we are, yeah. whether we like that or not. And so sometimes I feel like we're making some kind of excuse, be like, oh, I'll just hang out with this person for one day. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. But then, I mean, that could really change us. And surrounding myself with good influences helped me grow a lot, too. Yeah. So I can thank other people a lot for helping me grow. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting that you brought up, like, writing down your prayers um a few years ago i was teaching a class of seniors and um we just decided i don't know what made us decide this but like uh, we had a student that was like hey can i write down like type out all the prayers on a google doc for the year and uh it was crazy he did his name was caleb and and caleb like every day when we would do prayer requests at the start of class he would just like get his laptop out and like type out all the prayer requests and one of the for the whole class like you name what the prayer request was and at the end of the year I totally it would just became such a habit in part of class like I forgot like he did it like I just didn't it was just in the it's like white noise in the background and we got to the end of the year and Caleb was like it was probably the last week or the week before finals and he was like you know hey Mr. Scott um I want to show everyone something can I show something to the class that that about our prayer request this year and I was like yeah and then it started to dawn on me like he had been writing down the prayer request 
And it was really interesting. He just started reading off from like August and September, like prayer requests of, of the students and just went through the year. And students were like, in a good way, they were like crying and they were like, they were like, oh my gosh, like I forgot about that prayer request or I forgot that my sister was sick or I forgot this. And one of the things we noticed collectively was like how God was at work in our lives and we could see oddly his faithfulness through the year and not everything worked out the way we wanted it to. And there was some really hard stuff and, and, and bad stuff. But one of the things we all like started to realize was that, Oh, God was paying attention. And, and it was a very emotional, interesting experience. And so you saying that brought that back to mind. Of course, I've, I've done that at different times in my life, almost like journaled my prayers. Um, and so that might be something that for those of you watching, just like that you, that you might want to like, as you want to draw closer to God that you might want to do. And then I would agree with you. Like you want to try to figure out who are good influences for you, like who you should be around, who you should hang out with. Um, maybe you can be the type of influencer to, to really encourage people and maybe even ask yourself the question, like, who are they? But then also ask like, who can I reach out to, to help? Um, that might be something as well, not just inwardly focused, but outwardly focused. Michael, is there, as you as you process through everything, is there anything else you want to just share with the community, just things you're learning? Uh, I mean, things that I've been learning in my life. I've learned a lot from your class, honestly. Yeah. Like, we keep looking for fulfillment mm -hmm. in other stuff that yeah. we're never going to find. Yeah. And so this, I guess, relates back to what I was talking about with our thoughts because when we center our thoughts on ourselves we're only looking for fulfillment that things that like will fulfill ourselves yeah. and so we think like another relationship with someone like girlfriend boyfriend yeah. that will fulfill us yeah. but nothing will fulfill us like God has yeah. the other things would just disappoint us like the last time yeah so. yeah and it's so easy to like I say that stuff all the time to like my students but like like I've seen it play out in my own life. I think seniors that I that I know here, I mean, we've seen that play out in their lives. Um, there is this thing like, oh, that will fill me up, or I'll feel complete or whole, and it could kind of help for a while, but then eventually, it's just like you just find this like empty place. Mm -hmm. um, Michael, it's awesome to talk to you, man. Um, let's pray, and then uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll close out chapel. So let's pray. Uh, God, thank you for Michael and just sharing um, just his story and what he's been through, everything from his knee injury to just the things that he's learning. And Lord, there are people watching this that are really in a place right now where there are hard things happening in their lives. And so God, help us to see those things um, maybe in a different light. But in the midst of that, God, help us to run to you, look to you, whether it's prayer or reading the Bible, um, reaching out to friends that could help us. Uh, Lord, we need your wisdom. We need your help. And, and we just thank you that we have opportunities where students can share their story uh, just with the community. So God, thank you. Um, Lord, bless the students today. Uh, and we, we, just really, we just really long to draw, draw closer to you. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, everybody. See ya.
Well, at the top of the episode, I said we might have a little surprise, and we do have a surprise. Several weeks ago, we had two third graders run for president of their class. And um, we were able to um, have an opportunity where these two lucky third graders who won the presidency to be able to have an opportunity where they could be the head of school here at Decatur Heritage Christian Academy for the day. And one of the great things that they got to do is they got to sit down with our very own head of school, Steve Hall, and produce a podcast together. And I thought it would be a real treat. We often talk about all that's going on in the upper school, but I can't tell you the many amazing things I have seen already in the few short months that I've been here, the amazing things that go on in the lower school. And this is one of them. So Steve Hall sat down with two of our third graders and had a wonderful conversation about being the president, about being the head of school for the day, about what they think about their experience here at Decatur Heritage. And I just thought it'd be a fun uh, little part of the podcast to include today. So here it comes. Well, here we are, ladies and gentlemen. We are with River Bailey and Aiden Stanley. They are presidents of the third grade class. Thank you for being with me today. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have you here. Well, we're just here. We're going to have a conversation about DHCA. I'm going to ask you your opinion about the school and what do you think about it and all kinds of stuff. Just relax, have fun, and and we'll just go from here. All right? All right. All right. Well, again, thanks for joining us on this podcast. All right. Let's start with Aiden. Aiden, tell me a little bit about how long you've been at DHCA. Well, um, I came here when I was in kindergarten, and uh, I'm in third grade now, so I've been here for four years, and I've been loving it. That's awesome. How about you, River? Same thing. Same thing? Really? Oh, that's good. So, River, what's the best thing about DHCA? What do you like about our school? I like that it's fun, and there's Mm. a lot of sweet teachers here. Yeah, that's really true. Um, Aiden, how about you? What have you enjoyed the most about DHCA? Bible time. Yeah, what about Bible time? Well, Bible time, like we used to get Bible stories, Mm -hmm. but now we don't anymore. Mm -hmm. But now we learn more about the Bible instead of just reading Bible stories. Um, Bible, it's, it kind of reminds me like math. Okay. (laughs) Because, um, um, like my head kind of gets mixed up between the two, uh, but the best thing I love about DHGA is uh, everything. everything. Just everything. Can't everything. think of one favorite thing. It's just all great. Mm, it's all great. Well, that's good news. That's good. Except for the hangy thingy outside the uh, right. school thing. Yeah, that was interesting to see that today when on our tour, wasn't it? Uh, so, River, tell me a little bit about, you're, you're one of the presidents, right? You're one of the presidents of third grade. How did, how did you get to be president? What was that whole process like? What did you have to do? Um, you had to hang up posters and advertise, and we had ballots, and you mm-hmm. would vote for whoever did the best. Very good. And, and, and you won. That's impressive, very much. Was it hard to do that, Aiden? Was it hard to, to run for president? 
Well, I would say it was a little hard. A little bit? Because, <laughs> um, like, we had to do all this stuff, and we uh, had to make posters, and then I was going to do a commercial, mm -hmm. and then I had to do make ballots, and, like, then I had to go make bumper stickers <laughs> and badges. So many badges. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Well, good. And then there was a vote, and you guys won. That's really great. It was one of the funniest things ever. Oh, that's good. River, tell me about your teacher. Uh, she's very sweet. Yeah. And sometimes we have extra playtime. Extra playtime's always good. I like that. And sometimes, if we're good, we don't have to do work. <laughs> That's great. A nice reward, right? That's fun. Tell me about your friends. Uh, I love my friends. They're very sweet to me, and they're just good friends. Yeah. So what do you like to do when you're not in school? Uh, play with my dad's fun. <laughs> Is that right? Play Roblox. Yeah. That's fun. Very good. Aiden, how about you? What do you like to do when you're not in school? Watch Adventure Agents find out about D.B. Cooper. <laughs> That's very specific. So D.B. Cooper is a specific he's interest a, of yours, huh? He's a, I just found out about him Tuesday <laughs> night. Okay. Tuesday night. I was watching my show. <laughs> and then. And then now you're fascinated. I want to find out more. I want to see if Al is D.B. Cooper. I'm All not right. sure. There you go. So let me ask you this. I know graduation from high school is a long way away, but have you guys thought about what you might want to do when you grow up? What you, what kind of jobs you might want to do? I want to be a dolphin trainer. You want to be a dolphin trainer. Now you have to tell me how did you want to become a dolphin trainer? What what made this interest pop into your mind? Because they're my favorite animal, and when I went to Gulf World in Panama City, um, there was a dolphin show, and I really liked it. That's awesome. And I, and you were telling me you were swimming with a dolphin. Mm -hmm. That is very impressive. A dolphin trainer. Well, that's good. That's really fun. How about you, Aiden? I want to be an interior decorator. An interior decorator. Wow. How did how did this interest arise? Uh. Well, it was um. And I started thinking about what kind of house I wanted when I grow up. <laughs> uh, it's going to be in the shape of a C, and it's going to be a one-story house. And uh, in my backyard, there's going to be uh, glass um, fences. And then uh, then there's going to be a pool that has, uh, that, uh, ha um, that has a water slide. Like, there's rocks built up on it, and then, like, this water slide goes between them. And then there's going to be a waterfall falling down. And then once you go through the waterfall, there is a hot tub. <laughs> wow. That's very specific, huh? Very good. Well, let me ask this question. You guys are at a Christian school, and you know that, right? Mm -hmm. So tell me the things that you are experiencing here at DHCA that you're like, yep, this makes it very clear to me that I am at a Christian school. What are the things that happen here that uh, 
that help you with your understanding of Jesus or help you understand things about what you believe? Power Up. Talk to me about Power Up. Power Up is uh, one of the uh, only times you can talk about, like you can like jump up and like sing uh, praise and worship songs. Mm -hmm. And uh, and uh, the So and So show, that's funny. <laughs> and um, we just, you just have fun with it. And then like we're thinking like, Hallelujah, we're in a we're in a Christian school. Yeah. Praise God for that. That's absolutely right. How about your experiences, River? Um probably Bible. Bible class? What are you guys learning in Bible right now? Do you remember? Um I don't know. I can't pronounce it. Can't, oh you can't pronounce it right now. <laughs> you know they have a lot of really big names and big words in the Bible. So I understand. Well, it's been really good to be with you. Is there anything else that we absolutely need to hear from you before we sign off on this sh this program? Nope. Nope. No great words of wisdom for us today. Mm -mm. I got one. <laughs> what do you have, Aiden? That um, life is an adventure. Love is the key. Remember, don't just like. Watch people do adventures on television. Get out and have your own adventure. Wow. That's amazing. All right. Well done, Aiden. Well done, River. Congratulations to both of you on being presidents. And it's been a lot of fun for me to have you with me today as the principals of the day. You guys are awesome. All right. See you guys later. Thank you so much for listening to the Eagles call. We're going to be putting this out pretty shortly. It's December. Um, we are so thankful for this community and how we've been able to uh, make it through the semester. It's been such a, a challenging semester. It's been such a challenging time for our nation. Uh, but one thing that is consistent and constant is Jesus. Uh, he doesn't leave us. He is faithful. Uh, he walks with us through these trials um, and that is the beauty of being his, his people, his followers, and working and serving in his kingdom. And we believe Decatur Heritage Christian Academy is just that. It's part of the Lord's kingdom. And this place is doing kingdom work. And as we move into a time of celebration of the birth of our Savior, uh, the Son of God, Emmanuel, we are so thankful for all of you for just supporting what we're doing and to being a part of it, to working in the kingdom as well. And we continue want, we, we want to continue to grow together, to serve together, to love one another well, and to really make this school a special place that is sort of a, a spotlight on who Jesus is and what he's done. So thank you so much uh, for listening, and uh, we'll be back in January. Have a safe Christmas break. Thank you for listening to The Eagle's Call. You can find Decatur Heritage Christian Academy on Facebook and Twitter at Decatur Heritage and on Instagram at DHCA underscore life. You can also visit us online at DHCA.org. We'll see you next time on The Eagle's Call.